Events of the past 12 months have once again highlighted that Australia still has a long way to go when it comes to our relationship with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. 20 years on from the Reconciliation March of 2000, the path to reconciliation is still one that as a nation we have a long way to travel. In that spirit of reconciliation, I would like to offer my respects to the traditional owners of the land on which we meet, both past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. I am joined here today with Diana Abran Gonzalez, who's joining me from Auckland, New Zealand. Diana, welcome. Ah, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's lovely to talk to you. Now, you have recently completed a PhD. Congratulations. That's always a special achievement. They're never easy. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the core thesis of your work? Yeah, um, well, the title of the thesis, so the work, it's Towards uh, Buenvivir-Centric Design. So it's about decolonization or decolonizing design uh, with Mayan weavers. Uh, so uh, Maya Tzotzil and Celtal weavers from mm -hmm. the highlands of Chiapas, Mexico, south of Mexico. Wonderful. Now, I'm, I'm curious about, about six different parts of the title of the thesis. Um, but can you tell us a little bit uh, to begin with about the, the research that you had to undertake in the, in the Highlands? What was that like? Mm, well, um, approaching uh, this work through a decolonial lens, yep. um, yeah, it always comes with the challenges and it's always very important to locate and situate yourself, like your positioning and your background. Because one of that's one of the main differences, for example, with let's say um, traditional academic approaches, uh, from uh, at least from a Western perspective of objectivity, when you are kind of disconnected or you approach the research as a yeah, like as a disconnected person that should be uh, yeah neutral in a way, but actually approaching uh, communities that many times are in. Uh, you are in a privileged position comparing to them, there is no <laughs> uh, disconnection or objectivity that could happen. It's always, so it's important to uh, situate and locate yourself. So in my case, um, I was raised or educated as a, it's called mestiza, that's, that's what it's called in Mexico. Mm -hmm. That's a, a term that indicates uh, that we are mixed of indigenous and in in many cases, European, like Spanish, because of result of colonization. So locating yourself, it's very important. So, so you know, you're explaining your position and your background. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I work with a, a collective, independent collective of, of Mayan weavers. So Tilal Celtal, that's their mm -hmm. name um, mm -hmm. of the indigenous communities. And just to understand how they design from their own indigenous worldview and the indigenous perspective, understanding that at least in the in the Latin American context, not only in Mexico, um, the notion of design as a superior type of knowledge above indigenous knowledge 
um, it's a, a common approach okay. so to approach indigenous communities and artisans and weavers to train them based on the Western notion of design. So for me, it was important to understand the other way, how they do design based on their own worldviews rather than reproducing um, Western European, mainly European knowledge of design. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what pretty much the, the overall overarching um, approach of the research, just to understand the indigenous way of designing. So what are some of the differences that you identified in that worldview that they bring to their design? How, how does that play out? Um, another important part that I think I, it's mm. to mention for me, it's uh, Buen Vivir. That is also an, a term that is in, in the title. Mm. Buen Vivir, it's known um, as a good living, but a collective well-being. And this concept we learn in the in the literature is normally placed on um, the origin is in Ecuador uh, mm -hmm. from Sumacausal, Sumacamaña, Quechua, and Aymara. But Buen Vivir in Spanish is kind of the overarching term, but every indigenous community in Avialala in the American continent have their own ways of Buen Vivir. Okay. So we explore Lequilcuchlejal, which is the Buen Vivir from this community, Maya Tzotzil and Celtal communities. So okay. it was important to understand what Buen Vivir, or Lequil Kush Lejal, also translated as a fair, dignified life, means to them. And therefore, how do they approach their work? Um, so the main differences, for example, within this particular collective, mm. Malacate Taller Experimental Textil, for me, it's very important to mention that this research is a collective research done in collaboration with them. So oh, every time I speak about this, I always mention that this knowledge comes from them, yes. a big part of it, and it, it was a collective research. So to understand how, for example, the main overarching um, point for them is to achieve a fair, dignified life. Yeah. How do they achieve a fair, dignified life? Through their weaving, through selling the crops. So they don't follow the logic of the capital. So mm -hmm. many times in design, what the market wants, and then the designs adapt to, to fulfill the needs of this market. But for them, they design based on their own worldviews. So therefore, the meanings and patterns and techniques that are embedded in the textiles are part of the indigenous people's rights, as declared by the UNESCO. So first understanding that their knowledge is part of the indigenous rights and therefore they design based on their worldview. World so they don't, yes, they commercialize their, their textiles, mm. but it's a medium to achieve a fair dignified life. So it's mm. not, they are not purely products. Right. Weaving comes with a knowledge of knowledge and is related to uh, inter intergenerational knowledge. It's connected to the personal and collective well-being. Mm -hmm. um, it's a way to be in touch with ancestry, with ancestors. So there are many dimensions that involve uh, the weaving. So the reasons why they do it is not only for commercial purposes. That's kind of a, a medium to achieve this very dignified life. But this goes beyond that. We've so that's, some, that's a very different approach if you 
create objects just to sell? Well, we've lost that, haven't we? And we, I mean, I'm, I'm Western. I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. white. I'm, you know, colonial, and 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 my my history in in those two uh, ancestries goes back like quite a ways. Um, mm-hmm. We've 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 lost that notion that um, you know the the purpose of these things is not simply to accumulate more money or more wealth, but to achieve something in not only our own standard of living but our standard of living in our communities and in the societies in in which we find ourselves um mm. I, I i i think that's a, a a wonderful idea that that is embedded in the way in which they're doing things yeah because at the end um because of the colonial systems or mm-hmm. systems of oppression like neoliberalism or capitalism and both like if culture becomes a, a, a merchandise yeah so everything becomes a commodity mm-hmm. but the indigenous knowledge is in, in not only in mexico with the mayan communities but everywhere in the world goes beyond that like the the, the origin of this is comes centuries before colonization yeah so and and ways of trading and another thing that is say like oh yeah if, if you trade this capitalism like no, not necessarily we have been mm-hmm. trading before the capitalist absolutely yeah so it's it's just the, to follow different logics of trading that mm-hmm. respect um, the dignity of the people that's why they call about and emphasize a fair dignified life so mm-hmm. and it's not only how we or me or or them as a, as weavers they can achieve a fair dignified life. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I like about the Wembibir as an overarching view, because how can, if you accumulate wealth mm. based on the suffering of others, how you are living a fair, dignified life? Yeah. Is, is is it also the, uh, like living with dignity if you if the dignity of the people who make you earn this wealth is not, you know, like the the rights, the dignity is not taken into consideration. The consideration then how it's actually what you're achieving as an individual good if the rights of other people are not. Mm. So, yes, a little bit under those lines. It's a a wonderfully rich view of the world. Yeah, and and it recognizes the the existence, the harmonious coexistence of, Mm. of humans, of the earth, or the perception of indigenous worldviews as as um, Mother Earth, you know, like a, as a living yeah. thing, that's mm-hmm. something you respect and take care of, and and the dis- there's no distinction between nature and culture because they are both they are not different entities but they are connected, yeah. and also other ways of and I'm calling here beings, not human beings, but any being, mm-hmm. because the spiritual um, indigenous worldview, the, the spirituality and the perception of beings that we cannot see like the the um, there are different terms like it's not only god as a western perspective but the deities of the rivers of yes. the mountains yep or where our ancestors live that are still in nature hmm. so, so this, spirits. yeah yeah so this is uh also an important part of when we uh-huh. so therefore protecting the environment is not only for for ecology or per- environmental purposes but it's connected to the culture as well I mean, it, it feels like there's a lot there that we can 
learn. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's reasonably obvious that there are issues with our capitalist system, mm-hmm. that we're reaching um, the points at which it's very hard to argue that it's still functional. It's quite clearly dysfunctional in many ways. Um, and we're pushing the limits. We're, we're beyond the limits in a lot of cases, but we're well and truly pushing the limits of what our planet can sustain as mm. we as we push for more and more wealth. Um, mm. And that wealth is accumulated in the hands of fewer and fewer people. Um, what can we what can we learn for like from that one of the centric view of design what can we what can we bring across and begin to uh shift the ways that design work is is undertaken um in places like auckland in places like sydney or melbourne or 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 brisbane is it is it a case of throwing out the old ways and like those ways and um starting afresh or can we transition and and introduce new ways of thinking well, part of the research as well is it comes from the teachings from uh, the Zapatista movement from Chiapas, actually, because mm-hmm. this movement, um, it's an indigenous movement mm-hmm. that it let's say became more public in 1994, but it's still present into defending indigenous peoples, not only in Mexico, but also in, in the U.S. and other places, right? Mm-hmm. So they say, um, one of the things they say is not about uh, transforming the world, but creating a new one, okay. creating new alternatives. Or in other terms, that's also another famous phrase that you cannot dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. Yes. So okay. it's, yeah. So in a way, it's not only, um, it's creating a new alternative, a new way of okay. thinking, which is not necessarily attached to old ways. Yep. Although we need to, to be very aware of the times that we're living. So um, in, in at least one of the results of, of, of the thesis was the creation of this model with different points mm. that are important to take into consideration. Like for example, uno con el todo, one with the whole that I said, like the harmonious coexistence. Mm-hmm. Also uh, colectividad, like that is away from individualism, but the collective. So it's always yeah. thinking about communities and groups, not only individuals. So how you work in, in colectividad and redistribute um, wealth, for example. Mm. And in colectividad, we talk about um, autonomia mm-hmm. or autonomy, but it's not the same in English. So that's why I play a lot yeah, with yeah, yeah. languages because um, in, in New Zealand with the Maori community, which actually I pay my respects to, yes. to Tangata Fenua, Maori mm. people uh, of the land of Aotearoa. And um, they talk about Tino Rangatira Tanga. And uh, other places they talk about sovereignty. So to respect the sovereignty of the communities is important. Mm. Uh, reciprocity. If we approach, at least in my perspective, like if I approach from a privileged position as a scholar, mm-hmm. like where the knowledge that I bring is considered higher, like how can I balance this? And um, to complement each other, our, our knowledges as valid and uh, mutual care. So we approach mm. and we... Uh, care for each other only not only as a transaction Mm. Um, also to be resourceful just think about different type of economies like they operate in social solidarity economy Mm -hmm. um, and the ethics and dignity of the people just how to be resourceful 
and also the respect of the pluriverse. Mm. And Zapatistas said, un mundo donde quepan todos los mundos, a world when many worlds can fit. So understanding that we are coexisting in different worldviews and, um, and even different dimensions, because the spiritual dimension is important for some communities so to be aware of this, these yeah. things as well. And also the paradox that come with it, because sometimes at this stage in time, there are things that maybe they don't make sense. But if we keep working towards this, the things that we take for granted, or for example, or the way I see it, uh, indigenous design as such, mm -hmm. as a term, it was not in the minds of many people as a, as a real thing, you know? Mm -hmm. like, and yep. now the more it keeps us advancing, like Maori design in Aotearoa, it's a thing, you know? Like it's, it's undeniable their own way of approaching design based on mm -hmm. Teo Maori. Mm -hmm. And the same happen in, in, in other places, like in First Nations in Canada, or the Aboriginal some nations in Australia. So they have their own ways of approaching design. Yeah. Um, and then the equilibrium, like just to understand that everything works in cycles, is not linear. Mm -hmm. So at this, uh, and there, there will be times that we are in maybe in darkness <laughs> with uncertainty, but we knowing that in a cycle, things will get, say, in a way better. Yes. Because everything in, in nature, it's based on cycles. So as good as there's destruction or death mm. in a way, there's always life. So things will keep evolving and evolving as, as way as culture. And another important thing to mention, I think it's, um, we were talking about in the thesis, the, the 3PA, mm -hmm. awareness and, and balance of the 3PA, which is um, politics, privilege, um, ooh, I forgot now. Access and oh, I don't have it. <laughs> I was thinking about it now. <laughs> uh, but it's important that we, if we come from a place of privilege, yes, um, how can we redistribute this privilege? Yeah, and uh, the politics that comes with it. Because if you have a position, also that comes with a with a particular way of being. So how can I? Um, yeah, be aware of my privilege mm. based on where I'm coming from mm -hmm. and how can I redistribute that and also the privilege comes with accessing certain spaces that some other people might not be able to access yes. so we said like uh, don't necessarily look who's invited to the party but who's not invited because they couldn't actually have a space in the table of discussion for example so there's other things that we need to be aware so for me many times if i can like let's say to turn into a an actionable example is mm -hmm. like whenever i can i invite uh, malacate my mis compañeras de malacate to to share with me and share i always emphasize that i'm sharing from my perspective mm -hmm. let's say as a researcher as a part of this collective research but also in in when it's possible if they can invite them because they will hear their own perspective rather than only me, let's say, translating this yeah. and be the spokesperson. Yeah. But I understand as well the the, the different um, the limit in language because yeah, I did the the research, the thesis is in English. While they mm. they fir the first language is Maya Tzotzil and Celtal, and mm. then Spanish. Yes. So yeah, things to be aware on on these issues. Mm. Yeah.
That's it's one. power, privilege, politics, and access. Yeah. Power. Yeah. And it's it's important for us to be aware of all of those things when we're engaged in any form of design. And we've we've heard, and I think uh, designers as a community and design mm-hmm. as a community is becoming mm. more aware of our role in either perpetuating systems of power, systems of privilege, um, systems of access, um, and the opportunity that, that we have to actually start changing those things or replacing those things with uh, something new, something better, something more holistic, something more communal. Um, I think we, we're going through a, a global transition um, oh. and it's painful in some places and it's just beginning in others um, and it's more advanced in, in, in still some more. Um, but we're going through that transition of starting to look at what it means to be a post-capitalist society. And I know it's it's one of the things that you talk about. I think you've got a chapter dedicated to it or a section dedicated to post-capitalism in the thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do you have thoughts on how we begin to navigate that transition? Oof. But yeah, that's kind of the most challenging part to imagine sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, everything is attaching to systems that benefit capitalism Mm. so um yeah i don't know like i wouldn't i wouldn't dare to give like a a straightforward opinion or like this is what we should do because i think it's very context-based and that's that's something that we have to take into consideration yeah like even even in in this um this year with the covid19 crisis and everything um it's the reality that many countries, they couldn't even, like I'm in Aotearoa, one of the countries that actually had a, a, an approach that mm. pretty much we, we now we live uh, not in a COVID-free society, but we don't have lockdowns and restrictions, like for right. example, in places like Australia, yeah. like in Melbourne. Just and stuff. coming out, just coming out now. Yeah, and, and thinking in, with my, about my family in Mexico and countries like, like in Latin America, people couldn't, can't afford to stay at home no because there's people who survive on a daily basis yeah so Mm. it's important to be very aware of the context that we are working and approaching from because what they they want one fit solutions they don't definitely won't work in one place or the other so i think that's a a big part of like for example when we were talking about the model Mm. um this is just a let's say it's just a seed that need mm-hmm. to be planted in different soils, in different mm-hmm. lands, and flourish based on the worldviews of the community that they will develop that. So for the Maya, Tzotzil, and Celtal communities will be based on, on Lequilcus Lejal. But from Mapuche communities, for example, is Cummemogen. And for Maori communities will be something different. And for mm-hmm. different ab- Aboriginal nations that, uh, that there's many countries within yes. Australia Many. That would look very different. Mm. So I think that it's a, any approach that we have, it should be very context-based, very place-based in order to discuss what will be the most suitable solution based on that context. 
we, we will have many challenges navigating that kind of uh, localized, contextualized um, view against mm -hmm. our globalist, you know, interconnected um, society that we've we've created over the last 30, 50, 200 oh. years sort of thing. Um, like we, 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 we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. We certainly have a lot of work to do. But it's good to see that there are models for us, that there mm. are um, communities where if we are humble in our approach um, and open and curious, um, there's genuine learning uh, and genuine transformation um, available um, mm. if we're if we're willing to approach it with a with an open mind and an open heart. I think, and that's that's encouraging. Yeah, another another thing that I learned from from mis compañeras, the community mm. um, from Alacate, is to work in they call it in Spanish horizontalidad, like. Mm -hmm horizontal so we are in the same level there's mm -hmm. no one that is above anyone else mm -hmm. and also a, a very mesoamerican not only mayan and i took mesoamerican here as a territory that is uh, central south mexico until central america they, they mm -hmm. share the same uh worldviews and it's the importance of the heart okay. so uh the heart is a central point in 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 mayan uh worldview and aztec and where if you approach things with the heart and the heart as a romantic thing because as a source of um, emotions and mm. care, but mm. also rage. They talk mm. about la digna rabia, the dignified rage. So as a source of listening or, or in Sentipensar, they talk about that sometimes we need to think with our heart and feel with our heads just mm -hmm. to balance and understand that we are not only sometimes living in our heads or in our minds as a rational view, but only we, we also feel. And if we feel and we work together based on the heart, really trying to care for each other, mm -hmm. I think a, a, a different world mm -hmm. will be possible because that comes from a genuine place of caring. Mm -hmm. It's not only based on transaction. And that is sad. Like, that's very present in indigenous worldviews everywhere. Like here in 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 in, in the Maori, with the Maori community, the Pacific communities, and the different islands, the reciprocity is something that is very important. So if you work with someone, it's how we both benefit from this, rather than as let's say in a capitalist worldview, they said win-win, right? Mm -hmm. But business as usual is normally who is who has the best hand mm -hmm. and comes from one side. Yeah. while oppressing the other side. So it's just basic principles that I think if we look back to our ancestry, and, and here could be indigenous from other places, like even mm. Europe, you know, like mm. they do have this way of reciprocity that was important. So if we just practice these things within this new context, things can change and transform. Mm. That's wonderful. I think that's a nice spot to close the session. Diana, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the invitation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Mm -hmm.